the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The futuristic B-21 Raider warplane has taken its first flight, moving it closer to becoming the nation's next nuclear weapon stealth bomber. The Raider flew out of Palmdale, California where it has been under testing and development by Northrop Grumman. The Air Force plans to build 100 of the warplanes, which have a flying wing shape, much like their predecessor, the B-2 Spirit. That is correspondent Jeremy House reporting. Senator Bill Haggerty says Israel should refuse any ceasefire with Hamas. The fact that Hamas is calling for it, uh, I think, should tell you something. They would just declare it a victory and use it as an opportunity to slaughter more people. Uh, The notion that we would send more aid in there, particularly fuel, at a time when we've had aerial photos you know, showing fuel dumps that the, that Hamas is maintaining. They're not going to use that fuel for humanitarian purposes. Gonna... The Tennessee Republican was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network, and this is SRN News. Mike Gallagher explains today's America. I have to believe even, even some people on the left are starting to wake up and realize the miserable condition of the United States. Our culture is in an undeniable state of freefall. I mean, my gosh, every tradition, everything that used to be so great about this country, they have torn down. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. From the Genovations Regent Weather Center this Veterans Day, a slight chance of rain, otherwise partly sunny, 45 the expected high. Hi, this is Marshall, and this is a Saturday. That means, coming up, it's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Conservative Minnesotans talking live and local about Minnesota and national politics. Coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The blinding splash of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm the headliner edition, Mitch Berg, a charter member of the Northern Alliance, founding member of the Northern Alliance, going back, uh, actually, over 20 years ago, last month, actually 20 years ago, Halloween, was the initial pitch meeting was this with this station. Boy, did that sneak up on me or what? That means that we are due to get that 10th anniversary party going on here. Uh, coming up in March, when we hit the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, America's longest-lasting conservative grassroots talk show, uh, along with my uh, partners in crime here, Jack Tomzak, the new guy who's uh, coming up at 3 o'clock here. More on that in a moment. And, of course, Brad Carlson, who was the new guy for a good, I don't know, 11 years until Jack uh, got his uh, got his mojo working here on the station. Uh, he comes up tomorrow. Uh, Brad Carlson from 11, no, 1 to 3 tomorrow afternoon here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And, of course, King Banyan uh, doing the best show in the business on the on the subject of economics every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've always been here, and God willing, we always will be. So, uh, as Stephen Wright once said, I, I plan to live forever. So far, so good. All right. Uh, let's see. So what to talk about? If only there were news to talk about uh, t- today. Uh, by the way, thanks for tuning in. If you are tuned in on what promises to be one of those gorgeous fall weekends that we all dream about here in Minnesota uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll see what, what happens here. Uh, it's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Started off a little little cloudy, a little, little drizzle today, and uh, just teeing off to one of those weekends where uh, frankly, I'm amazed that anyone listens to the radio unless they're out in their car going someplace fun. 
which I hope you're doing today. But, 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 tune in. AM 12A, The Patriot, FM 107.5 in the West Metro, AM 12A, The Patriot.com, or your favorite streaming app. The AM 12A, The Patriot app is the one we recommend, of course, because we control it and it gives you a bunch of cool perks when you use it, uh, especially at station events, which we have. Uh, station events are, are getting back into gear. We're going to have some more fun stuff coming up here, so stay tuned. Also, go to am12athepatriot.com, the fount of all good things in life. So, uh, one of the things that this show and my blog, Shot in the Dark, that info are most famous for, is uh, the, the institution that I refer to as Berg's Law, a series of observations about behavior, usually but not entirely about political behavior, but frequently so, that started out as satirical or even downright sardonic or, dare I say, sarcastic. I, I do, and so I will. Uh, observations about life and humanity and, yeah, especially politics. One of them is one that I've called Berg's 21st Law. It's been around for a while, and it's not all that controversial. And I quote, when it comes to progressive policy, yesterday's absurd joke is today's serious proposal and tomorrow's potential law. Uh, something you like you'd see in the onion or the Babylon Bee, you think, ha, 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 that's funny, but stretching credulity just a tad. And you go on with your life, and a year later you see the same story, only it's in the Star Tribune, and it's someone like Andrea Jenkins saying it. Uh, like, like, for example, if you had, if someone had come up to you and say, some men menstruate 20 years ago, you'd, you'd, you'd laugh and you'd say, okay, I don't want to sit next to you on the bus. You'd think they were nuts. That was yesterday. Today, it is uh, you, you, it, in some parts of our society, you are forced to accept that as the truth. And tomorrow, according to Berg's 21st law, uh, that will actually be the law. You will be required to say it. It's straight out of George Orwell, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you, you not only have to say two plus two equals five like you believe it, but you get graded uh, on the intensity of your obvious belief. Now, that's Berg's 21st law which does a wonderful job, I think, if I say so myself, and, and I do, of explaining political life in, especially in blue areas. I mean, there's something about blue America that is just, as we have seen in the culture war over this last several years, it, it's saying two plus two equals five, and having to do it with gusto is becoming mandatory. But there's another wrinkle to this, and I finally codified it this past week in the wake of the Twin Cities uh, general elections. Now, the elections nationwide were not great for the Republicans. The, the Republicans did not uh, get their clean sweep of the Virginia House and Senate. In fact, Glenn Youngkin is kind of out there on his own, sort of like Tim Pawlenty in 2009, uh, governing against a, a pretty hefty Democrat, well, against Democrat majorities in, in the entire state assembly. It's not what we wanted to see out of this race. Also, a, a pro, even in very red and getting redder Ohio, a pro-abortion amendment got into the state constitution. Uh, the Republican lost what was a very winnable race against the fairly unsustainable Andy Bashir in Kentucky. And we did not win all the races we could have here in Minnesota, although there were, there were some... There, there were actually some of the school board races turned out fairly well. We had three parent-endorsed candidates win races on the Anoka Hennepin School Board, and that's good news. There were some other wins in school board races, not all the ones we wanted, but for something that is a grassroots movement starting out against all the money in the world, which is what the teachers' union has in Minnesota. They have all the money in the world. Being, I mean, you're... I think the best race I saw was outspent like four to one by the teachers union in these quote nonpartisan end quote school board races. And yet there were a number of deeply satisfying wins. Now I'm going to give you a little caution about this because if there's one thing that the DFL and the leftist empire around it does well, it's strike back. We'll talk about that a little later on this hour here. But we'll, uh, but 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 the results of the election brought about a new observation. In fact, I've codified it as a corollary to Berg's twenty-first law. I call it the Alondra Cano corollary to Berg's twenty-first law. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, the name Alondra Cano may ring a bell with you. 
It's a tiny, not especially bright bell because Alondra Kana was a tiny, not especially bright person. I know that's in, that's getting personal. I'm sorry. I should not. That's not my better me talking. Alondra Kano was a moron. And she was a, no, no, again, not my better me speaking there. Alondra Kano represented the Ninth Ward in the Minneapolis City Council for several terms uh, over the last decade or so. I forget when she was actually elected. It doesn't matter. She, she, she was the person who famously thought that if they connected the uh, bicycles in a spin studio to generators, they could power a peanut, uh, peanut, peanut processing plant. Highly trained broadcaster here. Say that three times fast. Peanut processing plant. Uh, this is her, her thought. Now, of course, thousands and thousands of bikes running 24-7 could not power even a small factory of any kind. Uh, the woman is not a, an electrical engineer by any means, and that's okay. Most of us aren't. And uh, we'll, we'll call that one for what it was. I mean, ignorant jape. But uh, in a less ignorant jape, she would refer to herself as a, quote, Third world feminist. That, that was her. That that was on her her, her Twitter account uh, bio before at least at least as I read it before she blocked me as she blocked everyone who disagreed with her in any way. I mean, when she was getting some uh, controversy for doxing people who wrote to her on her city website, criticizing stances she taken, no matter how mildly she would post names and phone numbers and addresses in public, just essentially to, if if she wasn't asking her more deranged supporters to go harass these people, uh, perhaps she wasn't. But if she was, it's hard to figure out what she'd have done differently in that, in that case. Alondra Cano, again, in her bio, referred to herself, and this was comical stuff, as a third world feminist. Now, the thing about feminism in the third world is you have to go to the first world to practice it. So all of the blessings of the free society that she, like everyone on the left, detests were absolutely necessary for her pasted-on identity to exist. I mean, there's no such thing as a third-world feminist, and if they are, life is nasty, brutish, and short. I mean, in the real honest-to-God third world, not the romanticized intersectional fantasy that that Americans like Alondra Cano yap about. There is no such thing as feminism as we understand it here today. There is no academic, there's no room in the inn for that particular academic affectation. You have to come to places that are wealthy enough to indulge stupidity and frivolousness. Frivolity, I guess, is the term. You have to come to a place where where there is enough reserve wealth lying around to not only let you hold these opinions, but in the case of Alondra Cano, to be paid for your, quote, public service, end quote, and for future jobs for the rest of your life once you become part of the political class. At any rate, I mention her in the title of this corollary because there was a time when Alondra Cano seemed like the far left limit of Minnesota politics. I'm sorry, Minneapolis politics, which is to the left of Minnesota politics. She, she was the far left frame, if you will, the sash of the Overton window. Now, people ask me, what are you talking about with Overton window? The Overton window is the boundaries of things that are ex- considered acceptable or normal. And that window has been growing and pulling open further and further every year. For example, the idea that... Uh, someone could say some men menstruate and not get laughed out of the room and perhaps confined in a padded cell used to be way outside the Overton window. 20, 30 years ago, that was the sort of stuff that you saw perhaps on on Monty Python's Flying Circus as, as complete satire. And now it is considered scientific fact by people who haven't taken a science class since ninth grade, but got a degree in sociology and went to grad school for for fine arts and writing. This is science to them. But now, after 30 years of, quote, social justice, and all that, that, that the big left has brought to our society, the window has been stretched and pulled and opened up and, and, and gone from being a small little casemate window to a big 
big bay window in which the notion that that some men can menstruate, among many other things, is considered within the bounds of factuality. And within the same idea, Alondra Cano used to be considered the far hard left. And now she's probably kind of a moderate center leftist. Oh, Mitch, you may be saying, that's isn't that exaggerating just a tad? Oh, no. And the elections this past week not only proved that, but also showed us what the Cano corollary to Berg's 21st Law is all about. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance Radio Network, Veterans Day broadcast, Northern Alliance Radio Network, go nowhere. every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. I'm an American boy. Come along. AM 12A, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget Clean Comedy Night with author and comedian Jeff Allen coming up Thursday. This coming Thursday, 7 o'clock at Celebration Church in Lakeville. Tickets available right now at am12athepatriot.com for more info and get 10 bucks off your ticket. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, Veterans Day broadcast here. A little uh, talk about that a little later on the broadcast here. But uh, we'll be joined, by the way, in the second hour, if all goes according to plan, we shall see, by Dahlia Alakidi, who is uh, running for the GOP nomination to run against Ilhan Omar in the 5th Congressional District, which, by the way, if this past week and, to be honest, this past month have told us anything, it's how badly we need someone in Congress 
who isn't effectively siding with the equivalent of the Nazis. We'll talk about that later in the broadcast here. So we're talking about a lot. We're not talking about Alondra Kano, but we're talking about a law that I have in my indulgent graciousness named after former city councilman Alondra Kano, who, who left the city council before, I believe, the 2022 election uh, to I, I would suspect I don't know for sure, but I suspect she's gone into the nonprofit industrial complex about whom more in a moment. Uh, but she's gone, but she's not forgotten because she's been immortalized in a corollary to Berg's 21st law, which reads as follows. And I quote, in blue city electoral politics, blue never gets lighter or less, quote, progressive, end quote. There is only one electoral direction, more, quote, progressive, end quote. A symptom of this is when one sees people just barely to the left of a city's Overton window. We described the Overton window a moment ago, referring to the progressive politicians and institutions in power as conservatives or Republicans, which, by the way, we've seen, as we've discussed on the show in recent weeks, we've seen a small pandemic of that in recent weeks among Minneapolis DFLers, referring to Jacob Fry. And members of the sitting council, including Jeremiah Ellison and city council president Andrea Jenkins, a black, quote, transgender woman, end quote, as conservatives. And by the way, what makes them, quote, conservative, end quote, is they aren't calling for the abolition and exile of the Minneapolis Police Department in its entirety to be replaced by, I don't know, uh, People with super soakers spreading cheer and unicorn uh, emanations. I can say emanations on the Salem station, right? Okay. That's what makes you a, quote, conservative, end quote, in the the context of Minneapolis politics. Now, last week we discussed the endorsements of the Democratic Socialists of America, which is an actual political party. And, And since we discussed Overton Windows, Let's go over a little bit of recent Minneapolis history and Minnesota history. 12, 13, 13 years ago in the 2010 governor's race, a group called Progressive Minnesota, I believe it may have actually changed its name to Take Action Minnesota, which is a one of the biggest members of the nonprofit industrial complex up there with Alliance for a Better Minnesota. Uh, Alliance for a Better Minnesota is a funding operation. It's a fundraising organization. It takes in money from usually, mostly, almost entirely progressive plutocrats with deep pockets and distributes it to progressive candidates and causes and nonprofits. And Take Action Minnesota is the boots on the ground or, I don't know, Birkenstocks on the pavement wing of the nonprofit industrial complex. It's a big organization. They have a big office building down on University in Raymond in St. Paul, centrally located. Yeah, I used to take the train past there when I took the Vomit Comet excuse me, Green Line, to and from work years ago. And, boy, you'd see those kids, and they were all kids. They were in their mid, early mid-20s, making minimum wage, working phone banks and stuffing envelopes and all with, trying to pay off their student loans at, at McAllister and St. Thomas, most of them, or I don't know, U of M maybe. And you could just feel the misguided, useful, uh, useless, youthful, idealism wafting off of them like bad breath or whatever, like like body odor. The the idealism reeked around that whole building, and they'd be climbing onto the trains with you, keeping their idealism alive one way or the other because that's what you do when you're a 20-something running entirely on misguided leftist political zeal. At any rate, uh, the Take, Take Action Minnesota – which was a de facto political party in, in many ways, was kind of the left side of the Overton window of, of Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota political politics. They were the, 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 left, the leftmost organized presence in Minnesota political, uh, Minnesota political uh, parlance. Today, the Democratic Socialists of America have taken that role, and they have stretched the Overton window of Minnesota politics far enough to the left that progressive Minnesota or take action Minnesota, it's gone by both names over the years, is actually something towards the center. It's actually kind of mainstream. That's that's so Dayton era. That's the era when Ryan Winkler 
was considered it was considered a little bit center left and the likes of Peggy Flanagan were getting elected and now that is considered kind of mainstream and Mark Dayton to say nothing of Margaret Anderson Kelleher or Randy Kelly could never get endorsed for dog catcher by a Democratic Party anywhere south of Baxter or north of Albert Lee. This is the Cano Corollary in action. Again, named for former uh, Minneapolis Ninth Ward uh, City Councilman and kind of a, I don't know, I hate to be too personal, but she's kind of a dotty dimbulb and, and kind of a coward. I mean, she blocked literally everyone who said boo to her on social media. And again, I just laugh endlessly at the term third world feminist, which was her big tagline. Uh, Welcome to America, third world feminist. Uh, Go back to wherever your ancestors came from and see how long you last before you get dumped in a ditch at best. Anyway, uh, I mean, the term is almost as hilarious as the group Queers for Palestine. I mean, people who would be thrown off of rooftops in Palestine are latching onto the intersectional dynamics and and making themselves a niche that wouldn't exist in the real world. Anyway, uh, but in in retrospect, considering the way the Overton window has moved in Minneapolis, Alondra Cano, like Andrea Jenkins, and God help us, Elijah, Jeremiah rather, Ellison, seem almost moderate in comparison. And we saw that in the city elections in Minneapolis and St. Paul on Tuesday. The, I predicted last week that the Democrat socialists would sweep their four endorsements in Minneapolis. Now, two of them were no-brainers. Aisha Chugtai and Arun Chowdhury uh, were uh, one re-election. I mean, that was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, and depending on the, uh, I mean, there were some ranked, there were a couple of close races, uh, ranked choice votings, uh, various machinations how it works by the way i it's very hard to explain so i won't spend a lot of time on it but if uh, an election is held and neither of the candidates gets to uh, tw- uh 50% with the first choice votes then they count the second choice votes and throw out everyone who doesn't count and and eventually get to uh, total things up so that someone is over 50% of the vote now we don't know entirely what happened but it appears that uh, Soren Stevenson, uh, another, another DFLer with D, uh, DSA endorsement, may have just lost to Andrea Jenkins. Last, last I checked, I, I'm pretty sure that Andrea Jenkins may have held on by the uh, a, a faint sliver. Uh, who, who, by the way, again, Andrea Jenkins, four years ago, was the left side of the Overton window, a transgender, uh, a black, quote, transgender woman. Uh and, and by the way, I believe Jeremiah Ellison held out against his challenger, who was also DSA endorsed. And so when Jeremiah Ellison is too far to the center for a DFL, let's just say the vanguard elite of the DFL, and make no mistake, the DSA is the future of the DFL, you know that the Overton window has been pulled out so far that you're probably running out of wall. Now, I'm, not only did I predict this after the 2021 city elections, where Jacob Fry won re-election. I still have no idea how, but I predicted it, and so did Big Left. Because if you remember, in 2021, the defund the police question was uh, floated in front of the voters, and it went down in humiliating defeat. It got clobbered, and it got clobbered most of all in the most embarrassing possible place for the intersectional mob. It got voted down by a two-to-one margin in all of the neighborhoods with the high crime. The north side, the near north, Camden, Phillips, the neighborhoods that are synonymous with crime in Minneapolis said, you know what? We would like our police to behave and not go killing people or stepping on people's necks or whatever it is. We don't want brutal police, but we want police. Could we have good policing and enough of it to make, I don't know, criminals stop shooting up our houses? Uh, enough to have completely illegal full out of conversions of clocks blazing away at all hours of the day and night. I predicted this. Now, uh, the, 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 after the DFL lost that race, and when I say DFL, I mean the left wing of the DFL, the, the DSA wing of the DFL, uh, big left swore they weren't going to let that happen again. The DSA, which is now 
well within the left end of the Overton window, started pumping a lot of money and a lot of resources and lots and lots of their biggest commodity, noise, into the race the week after the 2020 election, literally two years ago this week. Uh, and they started with the whole chant that that the likes of Jacob Fry and uh, Andrea Jenkins and Jeremiah Ellison were conservatives. And they started pumping money into making the dim, non-critical voters of Minneapolis believe that. And where this leads, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot, Veterans Day broadcast. Is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Would you like your mortgage paid for all of next year, up to $18,000? Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. We are honored to be sponsoring the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Giveaway. We believe Jesus is the real Christmas miracle, and our desire is to share His gospel. If you enter daily through December 21st, you could receive an additional blessing this Christmas season. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and sign up today. And Merry Christmas from the Kingdom Builders. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Autoglass, your local autoglass specialist. At Advantage Autoglass, we have some crazy ideas. Ideas like a lifetime warranty on all windshield replacements, like a person answering when you call, not a robot, and that you don't need the insurance hassle. We'll handle all the paperwork for you. Crazy, right? Visit ReplaceMyWindshield.com, and we'll come to you at home or work anywhere in the metro. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Picture yourself in the dead of winter. Are you thinking you might like a trip for you and, and someone to go with you, perhaps to lovely Bayonne, New Jersey? Of course not. No one wants to go to Bayonne, New Jersey in February. Perhaps uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. No, 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 no. You do not want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska in February. Now, how about Honolulu, Hawaii? (laughs) Now we're talking gas here. How would you like to win a trip for you and a guest to Honolulu? By the way, while you're in Hawaii, you'll be able to see nationally owned comedian Jeff Allen, author of Are We There Yet? Available now whenever books are sold. Anyway, go to am1280thepatriot.com. And get it. By the way, you can enter every day. 
it's uh, the place to go, by the way, AM1280, the, uh, AM1280thepager.com. For all that is good in life, in this world, seven-day Hawaiian getaway on us. Just get yourself registered. You will love it. It'll be fantastic. 651-289-4488, the number to call on this Veterans Day broadcast. Uh, more on Veterans Day later on in the show here today. I, I have... It's a big day, by the way. I mean, a lot of a lot of history happens today and earlier in the week. Obviously, eighth of November, the sort of the uh, the Battle of the the Adrang Valley in uh, in Vietnam, the sort of the subject of the song we just heard by the Big and Rich. If you haven't heard it, it's a wonderful song, by the way. Uh, one of the better Veterans Day songs there is out there. Although we'll be digging deep and playing all of them today, at least this first hour. Uh, by the way, before the break. A uh, song for all you British veterans out there. At any rate, uh, but the uh, yeah. Also, yesterday, of course, the uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald anniversary, forty eight years ago last night. Uh, no witch of November this weekend, by the way. It's looking like the opposite of the gale that uh, that sank the Edmund Fitzgerald. Kind of looking like a gorgeous weekend, actually. So it's a, the, the right time to memorialize that. And of course, today, November eleventh, two huge days in history. Of course. The 105th anniversary of the founding of modern, uh, the modern Polish Republic. We'll talk about that later on in the show. And, of course, Veterans Day, as we call it here in America, Remembrance Day in the rest of the Commonwealth. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's a, again, we'll talk about that later on in the broadcast. It's, it's worth a lot more than just a quick toss-off during the intro to, uh, to a segment here. But let's go back to the Minneapolis City elections. Back in 2021, I pointed it out, and so did Big Left. They were not going to let it happen again. The Empire, when the Empire is the DFL, always strikes back. The Democratic Socialists of America, which is nominally a separate political party, but it's really the far-left vanguard farm club for the DFL, uh, and is now well within the left edge of the Overton window, started talking about winning this election. Two years ago, literally the day after the election, they were talking about mobilizing the the troops, getting Birkenstocks on the pavement, and uh, getting all of that evil capitalist money mobilized to get their people elected, and they did. Which brings us to, really, the the reason that I I codified the Alondra Cano corollary to Berg's 21st law. Remember, the, the corollary says, there's no such thing as lighter blue. There's no such thing as less progressive in a city of enough size where the government can insulate itself from the results of its actions. And that's important. Uh, there, there is no going back. I, you, you have a hard time showing me an example of a government that has gone back from being too progressive and stayed there. There's a few examples out there of, of governments that have gone, taken a quick vacation insanity and then gone back jersey city new jersey for example but uh but if you're talking about a city that is is, uh, so big that the elites can insulate themselves from the hoi polloi like for example lisa bender uh, defunding the police on one hand and getting city money to pay for private security on the other if you live in a city that's big enough to do that there is no coming back. Now, as we saw this past week, there's a dividing line in there somewhere, and the city of Duluth came in underneath it, by the way. Uh, the, uh, the, the moderate DFL candidate defeated the Marxist. Emily Larson went down to defeat against, uh, I forget the guy's name, I'll have to look it up. Anyway, moderate DFL, we talked about him earlier. I, I did not give him much chance to win, although the polls quickly showed him uh, early in the race uh, with a commanding lead, and he held it. He won uh, the, the mayorship in Duluth by 20-odd points. It was a wonderful night. It was a 60-40 race. Now, we're talking a moderate DFLer, but we're talking like 1990s, 1980s moderate DFLer, not, not, not like Kelly Morrison DFLer. We're, we're talking an actual someone that actually belongs in office in the 8th Congressional District as it is today. So there is hope, provided you live in a city where the ruling elite can't insulate themselves from the, the hoi polloi and the peasantry. Duluth qualifies. Minneapolis does not. Expect everything in Minneapolis to get worse. Crime to hold at an endemically terrible level. 
the public discourse to get coarser and more frivolous, simultaneously more frivolous and more ugly, less civil, more vulgar and ugly, and let's be honest, more stupid, until, say, I don't know, I'd like to be optimistic and say four years, but let's say two years out, when a group comes along, uh, refers to the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, as centrist and the mainstream DFL as Republicans, which, by the way, I mean, would you call Jacob Fry and Andrea Jenkins, and I quote, uh, and, and the Star Tribune editorial board, and I quote, conservatives, end quote, were there. And sad as it is to say, I personally would not rule out an overt communist party in Minneapolis coming up in, into the electoral picture in Minneapolis. And and it may start out, I mean, the Democratic Socialists of America are essentially a Marxist party. They they wrap themselves in the the, the pretty fiction of democratic socialism, the, the whole idea that you can have socialism like they had it in Sweden or Denmark, without mentioning, in fact, that the Swedes and the Danes realized 40 years ago that it was a disaster and they rolled it back and they're now capitalist countries with huge social safety nets. Same with Norway, by the way. Uh, they, they'll obliterate that part and stick with the pseudo-Marxist dogma, the, the friendly face of Marxism, Democrat, uh, democratic socialism. And as Kano's corollary continues to hold sway, there will be a full-blown communist party. Now it may be one of the cute, fuzzy, American or French or Italian-style communist parties, just a bunch of kids in Che Guevara t-shirts spouting the, the, the Western European socialist rhetoric uh, from, the, from the 1930s. But make no mistake, that will be a stepping stone. The Overton window will be pulled a little further out. And as the Democratic Socialists of America become the mainstream of the DFL, and the warm, fuzzy American, French, Danish communists become center-left, and the Overton window gets dragged even farther to the left, you'll find more of a Soviet or Chinese-style communist party coming into vogue and becoming the mainstream bit by bit. And they will declare the, DS, uh, the DSA to be the moderates, the conservatives, the closet Republicans. And by this point, by the way, uh, people like Tim Waltz and his co-governor, Peggy Flanagan, will be considered out there with Barry Goldwater to the people who <laughs> pack the mental gear to vote DFL in the first place. Anyway, that's my prediction. We'll see if I'm wrong. Somebody, dear God, please prove me wrong. By the way, St. Paul, We'll call it a split, by the way. There were two DFL, uh, rather, two DFL candidates who were endorsed by the Democratic Socialists of America. Wajong Kim appears to have won in Ward 5. I mean, it's Ward 5. What are you going to do? Uh, but in Ward 7, uh, per da, uh, Pa Der Vang, uh, DF, uh, DFL endorsed by the DSA, appears to have lost, but narrowly, <laughs> in Ward 7. I mean, both. I mean, Ward Five in St. Paul. I'm I'm kind of amazed that um, that my own ward, Ward Four, which by the way returned Mitra Jalali to office, and and Mitra Jalali is kind of cut for the same cloth as Alondra Kano. She is a person of let's just say mobile and convenient, uh, uh, let's just say ideology, and mark my words as the Kano corollary to Berg's twenty first law establishes itself and continues to play its role in observing the pulling of the Overton window to the left, I predict that Mitra Jalali is going to get challenged soon by someone who calls her a MAGA conservative. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to the phones in St. Paul, Georgia. Let's, uh, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hey, Mitch. I just wanted to tell you about this little rabbit hole I went down. I got a copy of a Isaac Russell, Vote for Isaac Russell card, and it said it's put out by Service St. Paul. By the what way, Isaac Service? Russell was running for what now? Let's uh, tell us for Ward the three. Okay. He was Ward 3. Ward 3. So it says we're labor union business community leaders. 
So on the disclaimer, on the address, it's 837 Linwood. And I thought, 837 Linwood. So I looked it up. It's a house that's worth $686,000. Okay. And the woman is a vice president of Goff Public. So you go to their website, and it says that they're, you know, they're for uh, city leaders who are ensuring public safety. Uh-huh. And that's their platform. But when you go to their endorsement page... It says our community members, our committee members send out questionnaires. Many candidates have filled out questionnaires from political groups like the Democratic Socialists of America. Yeah. That's the only party that that their candidates uh, come from is the Democratic Socialists of America. That's interesting. They they still feel in St. Paul like they need to adopt stealth tactics. I mean, a DSA in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis can be loud and proud about it. In fact, it's it, as we saw in the last elections here, uh, they, I, Andrew, I believe Andrea Jenkins narrowly won a re-election. And mm. I don't know if uh, Jenkins will do it again uh, against, mm. uh, against a better organized, better funded uh, DSA member. They, uh, in St. Paul, St. Paul still has just a little enough of, of the old ways about it that the DSA has to be a little more circumspect about things. Thanks for your call, Georgia. Let's take a quick break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot, Veterans Day broadcast, 651-289-4488, should you care to join me. And that's what we're here for. Do it. See you in a bit. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. The next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing an often overlooked piece of the puzzle, asset location. Making certain your investments and portfolio strategies are in the right accounts means more money in your pocket and your accounts. Alan Mike will tell you how to put the pieces to your puzzle together with solutions and strategies. Make sure you tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them right now at 855-231-6010. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. The shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie Innovation Race now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE. 844-94-BIBLE. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available, and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Calling all patriots, join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit patriotsalaskacruise.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, we're doing it again. Oops, we've done it again. No, we're doing it again this Christmas. You can get your mortgage or rent paid made. I went home with a 
for the entire year of 2024, up to 18000 bucks. Well, let's not go completely crazy here. Provided that you are our grand prize winner in the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, you can enter at am1280thepatriot.com. See the terms at the website. By the way, am1280thepatriot.com. we got so many contests. Most of you can enter every single day. All of them will make your life so awesome. Not that they isn't already. Just saying, more awesome. No such thing as too much awesome in your life. And with... With 18,000 extra dollars in your pocket, things can get more awesome. And what isn't better than, what's better than more awesome? Almost nothing. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Now, we've been talking about, about the Cano corollary, the Alondra Cano corollary to Berg's 21st law and how it just means that there is no leftism, progressivism, uh, neo-Marxism, if you want. Pick the name you want. The far crazy neo-Marxist left is a barrel that has no bottom to scrape. There is not in a city that is big enough, or in the case of California, a state that is big enough for the political class to avoid the consequences of their mistakes. There is no bottom to that barrel. That's why you will not see a a, a DSA government in I don't know in 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 Iowa. In Iowa, you, you, you come out of the capital in Des Moines, there's no getting away from the people around you. Like, like Pierre, South Dakota, Bismarck, North Dakota. You can't get away from your neighbors. That's why the governors of the Dakotas, Christy Noam and Doug Burgum, have to not only govern like the population actually wants them to govern, because you're going to run into them every day, but you also have to treat them like adults with basic respect, as opposed to like a bunch of draft mules, which is what you get when you're in a place like like Minneapolis or Chicago or California or New York State. Although, perhaps there's a there's a well there there, there just might be a, a bottom to the the rule because we did have a couple surprises. They're starting to talk in terms of New York State Assembly issues of Long Island becoming a Republican bastion, which uh, there were a couple of good wins on Tuesday night in Long Island, New York, uh, for the for the state assembly in New York, and also a <laughs> extending all the way into the Bronx. And this is huge, folks. Now, again, they are New York Republicans, which means they are not as conservative as Texas or or Wyoming Republicans, but you can't get too picky about your friends. In fact, that's one of Reagan's commandments. Uh, there are different flavors of conservatism, and, and we'll talk about them in the second hour here, uh, about some of the mistakes I think a lot of Republicans are making about the rhetoric of dissent within the party. That That's coming up here. But when you have a Republican winning in the Bronx, and when you have Long Island turning into what some have turned, termed a potential Republican stronghold. That is out there in terms of things I would have considered crazy 10 years ago. That's almost out there with CD8 ever voting Republican, much less becoming a Republican stronghold under Pete Stauber. So Berg's 21st law and the Cano corollary to it have their limitations, and they're good limitations. Whenever you're in a situation where you can't escape your constituents, progressivism has is a barrel that has a bottom. And eventually you can bounce back, maybe. Maybe, God willing, and with a tailwind and a lot of work. But it takes a lot of work. And the New York Republicans, God bless them, have done that. And they were the right place at the right time with the right candidates for the most part. I mean, George Santos, okay, things happen, but... It's, it, there is hope out there, but when they are in a place where they can't escape their constituents, like St. Paul, like Minneapolis City Hall, like the Minneapolis City Council where they can vote themselves private security to insulate themselves from their own mistakes, I will hold to it. If I'm proven wrong, I would be happy to shred that corollary. 
let's just say I'm feeling pretty good. By the way, one of the reasons they're doing this is that there's a lot of money out there to be had for those in power. Republicans, God bless them for all their mistakes. They don't feel themselves as a general rule uh, entitled to help themselves to the contents of your wallet at their whim. Democrats, not so much, not just in terms of, quote, legal, end quote, spending via the appropriation process, although, good Lord, did they do a lot of that this last session, increasing an already bloated state budget by 40 percent and spending a $17 billion, quote, surplus, end quote, which is gone now. I mean, there's a $2 billion surplus, but that's entirely from inflation. That's not economic power. That's inflation. And that's going to go away, too. Because the DFL is here to spend. But it's not just via the regular appropriation process. Star Tribune came out with a story yesterday. There's a lawsuit regarding the Minneapolis Violence Prevention Office using an illegal process to award millions of dollars in grant money. And this is is one of those things that gets you angry and should get you angry. But when you look at all the scandals that have happened relating to nonprofits that are have cozy relationships with city and state, inevitably DFL government, you start to realize something. The nonprofit industrial complex, which, by the way, is a term I coined with full with full reference to, to Eisenhower, and the military industrial complex, because the 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 nonprofit industrial complex is too big left what the military industrial complex was at least apocryphally to the big right to such extent as there ever was a big right in America. And, and they, when you see that so much of the DFL's approach to governing is transferring money from taxpayers, that's you and I, to them, to the political class via the government itself and its organs like the teachers union, the public employees unions, and to the nonprofit industrial complex, which is, put bluntly, the farm club for the DFL, state government, state unions, public employee unions, and the nonprofit industrial complex are, in fact, the DFL's farm club and the DSA's farm club. And Take Action Minnesota, well, Take Action is the farm club. So this is what it's supposed to be, folks. This is all going according to their plan, which is why Republicans have got to get organized. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot, The Witch of November. Staying in the depths where she belongs. We'll be right back. The ruling on the field stands. You can register as an organ donor regardless of your age or health. Even people with conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, hepatitis, or cancer can donate. And age is not a factor. The oldest organ donor ever was 95. Don't fumble your chance to save lives. Get the facts and register as an organ donor today at life-source.org. That's life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro Life Across America. 
If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. AM 1280, the pay- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.